It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. That's right, a Disney-themed celebrity guest show, and this week for show number 192. For the week of September 21st, 2017, it, things are about to get full in here. They're going to get overflowing. They're going to be full of fun, hugs, and of course, the door is always open because we have none other than Michael Campion stopping in here at the show. Now, Michael Campion is an up-and-coming actor who you may know from such things like Robodog, Christmas Trade, and of course, kicking off tomorrow, yes, season three of the all-new Fuller House, the sequel spinoff to Full House that everybody knows and loves. And Michael plays Jackson Fuller on all three seasons as he is DJ's son on Fuller House. That's right, Michael's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. What it was like getting into acting as a career, airsoft guns, being on Fuller House, and working alongside great people like John Stamos, as well as Candace Cameron, and many others, and what to expect in the upcoming season of Fuller House debuting tomorrow. He is also going to tell us his favorite Disney attractions and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. That's right, you have the questions. He always has the answers, and Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We have the latest from the Disneyland and Walt Disney World Parks with Alexa with Disney Parks in 5. We have Dominic and Mrs. Dominic stopping in this week with this week's Disney Short Leash with tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. We also have Disney History with Nathan as he's putting on the white gloves, dusting off the shelves, and telling you just what happened this week in Disney history. We have the latest from Multimedia with Randy, and let's not forget the symphony for your ears, the music, the magic, as we have Paige stopping in with a magical music review. And maybe the show is going on so long you're a little hungry. Yes, we have the magical munching with Trisha and Jamie. There's all kinds of news hot off the D-wire, all kinds of fun, magic, and so much more, as we have a lot of things planned here this week. Week. So before I jump into this week's show and kick things off, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is proudly sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel, and Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, prepare, and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, tickets, character interactions, and so much more. They're going to make it magical, treat you like family, and they have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. Definitely check them out, Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. All right, all VG heads, with that said, come in for a giant group hug. Come into the studio because the door is always open, and let's officially kick off show number 192 for the week of September 21st, 2017. How else? By treating it like a very, very full house. Predictability, the milkman, the paper boy, the evening TV. How did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me, please. Cause this old world is just really confusing me. Clouds as mean as you've 
house after 30 years, you'd be considered a bunch of losers. <laughs> But we don't pay rent, so we're winners. <laughs> so many things have changed in 30 years. I know. I mean, who would have thought that I would fall in love with Kimmy's brother and that I'd be a bridesmaid at Steve's wedding? Which tie do you like better? Who cares? No one looking at groom. <laughs> It's been 30 years since Uncle Jesse and Joey moved in with us. Wow. It's always open. Hey, 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 look alive! Uncle Jesse's here! <laughs> It is so sweet that you guys came up here to celebrate the day we all became a family. And you're wearing the same outfits. Actually, I'm the only one wearing the same outfit. These guys got bigger sizes. How rude! <laughs> Big news! Steve and I are getting married in Japan! Huh? Huh? You do know that there's a really nice Benihana right around the corner. Whatever happened. Jackson, are you ready to ace that history final? I know all the answers. Go ahead. Ask me anything about Hamilton. How do I get tickets? It's impossible. That's correct. Steve is really getting married and not to you, which is fine if you happen to hate fairy tales and happy endings. Hey, Jesse, I need your help. Pretend you're a cute guy. Ouch. You know what I mean. Pretend you're a young guy. Ouch. You guys ready to rock?
airport? Well, answer her. <laughs> hey, this is Jody Sweet, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. The Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord. For giving me the things I need The sun and rain and an apple seed Yes, he's been good to me I owe the Lord so much For everything I see I'm certain if it weren't for him There'd be no apples on this limb He's been good to me Oh, here am I neath the blue, blue sky, doing as I please, singing with my feathered friends, falling with the bees. I wake up every day as happy as can be, because I know that with his care, my apple trees, they will still be there. Oh, the Lord is good to me. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand. Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, all you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 192 for the week of September 21st, 2017. As we're opening up the door, it's always open here in the studio. We're going to be full of hugs and all kinds of, I guess, great moments, touching moments with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and more, as we have none other than Michael Campion, yes, from Fuller House, stopping in here very shortly to talk about season three, what to expect, his favorite Disney attractions, and so much more. We have tons of things coming from the D-team with Aaron, Alexa, Dominic, Mrs. Dominic, Nathan, Randy, Paige, Trisha, Jamie, and all kinds of fun from the D-team, as well as all kinds of news hot off the D-wire. So before I jump into everything here, yes, I am talking fast and full of energy, lots of caffeine and pumpkin spice lattes. That's all I got to say. But I am jam-packed here, all kinds of great things happening this week here at the show. So before we kick it off, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our Lifetime of Disney player, and so much more. Right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Show. That's D-I-Z Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also find us on our very own D-Wire Disney discussion group on Facebook as well. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, as I always say, magical, quirky kind of different Disney show. That's right, lots of fun here. And if you want to stay connected instantly, right away, you can't wait, you want to hear me ringing in your ears... Yes, it is super easy. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. You can search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio. Hit the subscribe button and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the device of your choosing. And hear myself, the D-Team, our celebrity guests, and all kinds of fun instantly as it gets released. And maybe you're just sitting at your cubicle at work. 
you can listen directly on the website as well. And remember, you can find all these links and so much more on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. Now moving into that news hot off the D-wire, let's get into something maybe you have some money. You just got that piles and piles of cash just sitting in the closet. A half a million dollars, say. Yes, and how about Snow White's Cottage is for sale? Yes, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs Cottage is for sale. Now, the Brothers Grimm published the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1812, and Walt Disney made it a film in 1937. Now, one family loved the story so much that they decided they want to live there And they actually did. Yes, it's unlikely that Jacob and Wilm Grimm or Walt Disney himself would have imagined that the Enchanted Cottage of the Seven Dwarfs would be replicated as a family home outside of Washington. Now, the details of the home is fantastic, from the woodworking, the stonework, and so much more. I mean, it is the epitome of a Snow White cottage. Now, we all know the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I don't need to rehash that if you're listening here to a Disney show, a Disney-themed show. You already know about Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But Walt Disney also saw the merits in the fairy tale that really was kind of a dark fairy tale, so he made it an animated film in 1937. Now, the imaginative family that really wanted this to happen reproduced it and they lived there all the way until 2005. Now the person who bought it continued to theme and even enhance the interior a little bit. Now there are modern day appliances, don't worry, you're not hand washing things with a little uh, a bucket or you know having a, a, I guess a chest with some ice in there to keep things cold. But after 12 years of living in the world's most magical environments, the current owner is now offering her Snow White Cottage for sale to the next family who wants to find it as well and full of enjoyment. Now located on five wooded acres at the end of a dead end street behind a gated entry, that's where the magic is going to begin. It is the main house, is about 2,800 square feet. It's a high pitched in deep, lofty roofs, and it looks just like Snow White's cottage. Now in the backyard, there is even more. There's a tower tree house in the garden that comes complete with a small room, its own fireplace, and a place to sit. So if you wanna just go out into the backyard to have a fire and just kinda sit there and hang out in the garden, you can do that as well. Now, this is only the second time since the early 70s that this home is for sale. Now, right now, it is currently priced. All right, pull out your pocketbooks. I know one of you has a check. It's only $775,000. Yes, that simple, that easy, but it doesn't come with the Queen's Magic Mirror. If you want to find out more about this, we have a full write-up on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can also visit the Top10RealEstateDeals.com for more on this great home. Now, moving right along here, let's get into something into the digital realm and something into superheroes. And how about Marvel Universe expanding to Quid? And now you can collect all your favorite characters right now. That's right, Marvel Entertainment and Quid announced the wide-ranging partnership that brings the best of the Marvel Universe to Quid's growing community of superfans and collectors. Now, this is something that is great, it's fun, it's interactive. You do it right there on your phone. Now, first editions of these limited edition iMessage stickers, gifts, and digital trading cards are available to Marvel fans as of last week in the Quid's free app. Now, founded in 2015, Quid's blockchain-like approach creates a true, I guess, scarcity to something that is, uh, I guess, unique and different, and you want to send it to your friends, and you really want to have these great things. And there's everything you can think of, from Black Widow, 
Spider-Man, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Thor, Winter Soldier, Spider-Gwen, yes, even Spider-Gwen is there, Elektra, Falcon, uh, Squirrel Girl, Black Panther, The Punisher, Captain America, Doctor Strange, and many others. Now, if you're wondering just what is this, I'm not going to ramble on specifics, but basically you download the Quids free app. Now, within that app, say you're iMessaging someone, or you're sending them gifts, or stickers, or something to just brighten up their day, or maybe you're angry and you want to send a picture of the Hulk. This is how you do it. It's that simple and fun. It also has digital trading cards, much like the digital trading cards that they have for the Star Wars universe as well. So now you can go download it and have a lot of fun with the Marvel Universe expanding into Quid this last week. Now let's move into a galaxy far, far away. And how about Little Bits? The Star Wars Droid Inventor Kit has been selected as one of the top holiday toys by the Toy Insider. And let's just say, not only my kids, but I am going to want this as well. Now, Little Bits announced this last week that its Droid Inventor Kit was recognized as a hot holiday toy by the Toy Insider, being named to its STEM 10 list of top toys to inspire, engage, and so much more for children about the STEM program. That's right, combined with creativity, problem solving. Now, these are skills that are essential to preparing the next generation for careers that haven't even been invented yet. Now, as Little Bits has announced, they said it's truly an honor that the Toy Insider considers our Little Bits Droid Inventor Kit to be one of the top STEM toys of 2017, said the CEO of Little Bits. They said, we are very proud of our gender-inclusive kit, which allows users to bring the iconic R2 unit to life while challenging them to solve problems, come up with new ideas, and engineer innovative new droids right out of the box. Now, if you haven't seen this, this thing is fun. It is fantastic. I mean, basically, you are building your very own R2-D2 unit. There's a variety of different heads you can use, different tops, whatnot. And the thing that's awesome is after you build it, it's not just like building a model. What you're doing is you are actually building and engineering the inner workings as well. And then you can download the app. Yes, that easy. You can download the app and start controlling your R2 unit. Yeah, that easy. You can have a remote control R2-D2 that you built. Now, the Droid Inventor Kit does come with all these components that you need. So it's right out of the box. You can build one and create it and have fun. And it does work with both iOS and Android. Now, the app guides kids as they put together their droid and control it in the drive mode, as well as the self-navigation mode, force mode, and so much more. There's also ways of mastering their droid's inventor skills and more. You can create new unique droids and all different things. I mean, it is really, really cool and fun. Now, as much as I know my kids are going to want it, I want one. Come on, sitting here in the studio, I would love to build an R2 unit and just control it all around. I, to me, that would be awesome. And here's the thing. The price isn't that bad. I mean, it retails for $99.95, so 100 bucks, $100, you can build your own R2 unit. It's fantastic and fun, and you can find it at Walmarts, Amazon, Apple stores, the Disney store, I mean, so many other places. Awesome, awesome product. You can also find out more at LittleBits, that's B-I-T-S, dot C-C. Now, since we are talking about toys and all those kinds of things, yes, Christmas is coming up not too long from now, but how about Cars 3 Lightning McQueen, the toolkit, as well as Doc McStuffins are in the top 15 toys for Christmas list. Yes, everybody knows the best time of the year is to give gifts during Christmas, your holidays of your choosing, you name it. And now some of the top toys that they want to hand out this year, 
are on the Disney end of things. There is the Barbie Deluxe Styling Head by Mattel, as well as, like I mentioned, yes, there is also Disney Pixar's Cars 3 Lightning McQueen Tool Kit by Just Play, as well as the Doc McStuffins All-in-One Nursery by Just Play as well. Now, there's so many different things here that you can do. I mean, from drones, Paw Patrol, other non-Disney toys as well, but come on, building your own Lightning McQueen, that's always fun. Doc McStuffins, who doesn't want to be Doc McStuffins? I know my daughter loves pretending to help many other people as well and be Doc McStuffins on her own. But now there's a full list from Barbies, like I said, Hatchimals, to Lightning McQueen, as well as Doc McStuffins are on the top 15 toys that you want to get this holiday season. Now, all of you D-heads, I am going to give you one more thing here that we all know here and things that we love. And how about the Diz Radio first ever Fan Festival Favorites Magical Munchies Contest. Yes, say it with me. Diz Radio Fan Festival Favorites Magical Munchies Contest. That is right. This is something we are doing here at Diz Radio to just pretty much curb that hunger, that fun, that drive you need. And yes, this is your chance to enter the first ever contest here like this at Diz Radio. Now for the contest, it is super simple. You may have listened to Trisha and Jamie who are our newest additions here to the D-Team as they do the Magical Munching segment here on Diz Radio. That's right. And now Jamie is going to be going to the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And now you can pick what she is going to eat. Yes, super easy. All you have to do is email us dizradio at gmail.com and let us know what she should eat. And she's going to try it, document it, blog it, talk about it here at the show. And all you have to do is enter what you think by September 24th. And just by doing that, we're going to pick two random winners. Super easy. The first prize is going to be a signed copy of Trisha's book, The Not-So-Evil Stepmother in the Most Magical Place on Earth. You're also going to get an exclusive Diz Radio button, as well as a shirt of your choice from the Diz Radio online store, as well as a food and wine magnet. Now, second place, a little bit smaller of a prize, but come on, you still get the tote that you are a winner here at the show, a Diz Radio button, and a food and wine magnet. Now, this is a great contest, lots of fun. It's going to be something that's just, you know, fun to hear about different foods, things that you can try at the Food and Wine Festival. Now, if you want to enter this contest, like I said, enter all of your entries by 11.59 p.m. on September 24th. And we're going to pick those winners. And also, Jamie is going to try out any of those foods that you mentioned that she should try at this event. Now, all of you D-heads, there's so many other things going on here this week. We have lots of fun things, and there's also tons of things on the news front as I'm getting ready to head out to Wizard World Comic Con Madison this weekend. Stan Lee is going to be there, Thomas Ian Nicholas, who you know is a past guest here at our show, and so much more. We also have a lot of great things about the Disney Parks. Yes, you have the Disney Parks blog live stream that is coming. They're going to live stream the Booty You Parade on September 22nd. You have Star Wars Galactic Knights returning by popular demand to the Disney Hollywood Studios, as well as many other things, including even more magic this holiday season at the Walt Disney World Resort. But you know what? I'm going to leave those tidbits to Alexa with the Disney Parks in 5. So I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about all these things. So with that said, I'm going to end my time here at News. I'm going to cut it a little bit shorter here this week. So I'm going to wrap up my time here with News this week a little bit shorter than normal. But before I let you go and release the reins to the D-Team, and as we get ready for our special guest, Michael Campion of Fuller House stopping in here, I do want to mention that Diz Radio is probably sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free agency. They're going to help you plan, book, 
prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, you name it. They're going to treat you like family, walk you through the process, and make it truly magical. They also have bilingual experts to help you with any language barriers that you could possibly have. Definitely check them out. Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, we are gearing up for hugs, wide open doors, so much more as we have Michael Campion stopping in here very shortly from Fuller House, kicking off Season 3 this weekend. We also have the D-team of Aaron, Alexa, Dominic, Nathan, Randy, Paige, Trisha, and Jamie all stopping in here this week as well. So I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team. Let's press on for show number 192 for the week of September 21st, 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, Stitch has left the planet. Envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Hi, I'm Judy Sweeten here with Mary Kate Elson. And we've been here at Walt Disney World doing two episodes of Full House for a whole week. Hey, Judy, what's your favorite thing that you did so far? My favorite thing was illumination today. My favorite thing was horseback riding. But the most exciting part is we're going to be the Grand Marshals in Disney's surprise celebration parade. Hi, girls. Oh, hey, Minnie. Could you maybe show us how to wave to the crowd? Oh, it's easy. Just smile and wave. How was that? Great job. <laughs> what a pro. Happy Easter, everyone. See you in the parade. Next from the Disney MGM Studios, catch all the excitement of Aladdin's Royal Caravan. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Want to give a shout-out to my Diz family sisters, Jamie and Trisha. Wanted to let you know there is a tree farm at Disney World, and it's massive. For every three trees you see in the Magic Kingdom and the other parks... There is one behind-the-scenes tree growing at the huge tree farm that is similar in size and looks. These trees are kept in case a tree is damaged by wind or lightning during a thunderstorm. 
It can be replaced at night without anyone knowing it was missing. I'm sure they were busy after Irma roared through. Just wanted to let you ladies know that the tree farm does exist. Well, you guys have been busy sending in questions, and the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from a fellow carpenter, Frank Carpenter of Nevada, and he writes, Aaron of the team, I recently saw that Jonathan was going to be speaking to a cast member from Fuller House. My question then is about the classic days of Full House and Disney television. How many times did the Tanners go to Disney World in the show? I know once Jesse was playing with the Beach Boys and some others, but I miss those days of TV shows at the parks. Thank you for the help and great segment to the podcast. Well, I'm glad you liked the segment. Full House visited Disney World in Season 6, Episode 23 and 24. It was a two-parter called The House Meets the Mouse. In Part 1, when Jesse sent to Walt Disney World, he brings Becky for their anniversary. However, the Tanners get to go too, much to Jesse's dismay. Well there, Joey goes to Disney's Hollywood Studios, meets animator Mark Hinn, and draws an animation of himself, which comes to life. Jesse must work instead of spending time with Becky. Danny keeps trying to propose to Vicky. And DJ, Kimmy, Stephanie, and Michelle find an attraction where the first person to make the genie appear by rubbing a magic lamp gets three wishes. Michelle cuts in front of Stephanie and gets the three wishes. She uses her first on to ride anything with no lines. They then ride the carousel over six times, and Michelle will not let them ride anything else. When Michelle overhears the other girl's conversation about how bossy she's getting, she runs away. Meanwhile, DJ sees Steve and everyone, including Prince Charming, Mary Poppins, Captain Hook, Peter Pan, Robin Hood, and Aladdin. In Part 2, Michelle uses her second wish to have a tea party. Jesse and Joey do their report underwater in a diving bell. However, Joey's afraid to go back up when he sees the shark, which causes Jesse to miss his picnic with Becky. Much to Stephanie's annoyance, Michelle, after running away, gets in trouble, but still gets to have her tea party. When they go see the Indiana Jones stunt show, Danny reveals that he has found an uninterrupted way to propose to Vicky. After the show, Stephanie asks to go back to the hotel because she is tired. Stephanie also says under her breath that her day wasn't as big as Michelle's and Michelle hears this. While DJ and Kimmy are at the hotel, they see Steve there checking in and says he could not stand to be away from DJ. Michelle does the right thing and uses her third wish to give Stephanie her Princess of the Day title. The whole family then ride on the main float with Mickey Mouse. They all then go to Jesse's concert, and he dedicates a dream is a wish your heart makes to Becky. As the fireworks go into the sky, one reads, Vicky, will you marry me? And Vicky says yes. I also love the TV episodes where they visited the parks. I think we all miss those days. Well, our next question is from Beth Martin of New York, and she writes... Listen to the last show, it got me thinking about other park attractions and may not know everything about, although I am sure 
They have probably been tackled on other shows out there at some time. So my question for Aaron is about the short-lived Stitch stage show at the parks. I've never seen it, and I know it was only there for a very, very short time. Why is that? Can I find it anywhere to see it? Was there a soundtrack? And do you hate Stitch as much as some? Because I personally think Stitch is a great character addition to Disney. You're doing a great job on the show, and thank you. Well, thank you for the compliment. I am a fellow lover of Stitch. He's one of my all-time favorite characters, and he's on my favorite coffee cup. Just check out my profile picture on DizRadio.com with Experiment 626. The show you're referring to was called Stitch's Supersonic Celebration, and it took place in Tomorrowland. Opening on May 6, 2009, the show received poor critical reception and closed the following month. The show featured a host named Tip Trindo, supposedly an on-scene reporter for the Tomorrowland News Network. There were also four female backup dancers as well as two robots. The star, however, was Stitch, initially on a video screen and then in costume form. The Stitch character on the video screen was able to interact with guests, using the same technology as in Turtle Talk with Crush. During Stitch's supersonic celebration, guests celebrated Galaxy Day by singing and dancing along to an odd mixture of popular music, including Elvis Presley tunes, The Future Has a Ride from Meet the Robinsons, and These Boots Are Made for Walking. After only a six-week run, Stitch's supersonic celebration closed on June 27, 2009. Some credit the show's early demise to the lack of shade. There are only a few awnings under which to hide from the hot Florida sun. Also, the screen where Stitch was shown was hard to see under direct sunlight. I wish I'd seen this. And unfortunately, there's no soundtrack that was released. However, there's a video on YouTube of the entire show, so enjoy. Well, our final question this week is from Trent Y of New Mexico, and he writes... Question for the show about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party at the Magic Kingdom. I do love the event. What are your thoughts on the best way to prepare to attend? We will have smaller children, so is the trick-or-treating fun, or should we just go for the character meets and shows? Finally, can you meet the Sanderson sisters anywhere? Happy pre-Halloween. I look forward to your Halloween shows every year. Well, like Jonathan... I too love Halloween. And Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party is my favorite. Take full advantage of the My Disney Experience app to help with specifics. The last time I went, they didn't even have this yet. I think the trick-or-treating is a must-do at this event, but it can be saved till later in the night. The kids and the adults can get candy, and it was one of my son's favorite parts of the night. I mean, who doesn't love getting candy, and they give out the good stuff. The character meets are a lot of fun, but the lines can get long for these. Not knowing too much about the length of your stay and whatnot, I'll tell you how our family tackled this party. Biggest tip I can give is that you can arrive as early as 4pm so take full advantage of that. We spent the time prior to the party as a pool day, followed by a nap. This will make staying out late a little easier on everyone, especially the kiddos. 
Get a party guide as soon as you arrive so you can have a plan in place. The party officially starts at 7, but you can meet Jack Skellington and Sally starting at 5 p.m. Then you can meet the Seven Dwarfs beginning at 6.30. Another tip, I recommend watching the second showing of the Boo to You Parade and the third showing of Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular because the crowds will be much smaller. This way you get Hollow Wishes, Hocus Pocus, then Boo to You in that order without having to move all over the park. The Hollow Wishes Fireworks is my favorite fireworks show ever. Unfortunately, the Sanderson sisters nor the villains in the show do a meet and greet after the show. And skip doing the rides during the party. Save those for your park day. The only attraction I recommend doing is the Haunted Mansion because there's some live entertainment there as you wait in line. It's a lot of fun. Well, I got a bit excited and threw out a lot of suggestions. I hope they help. Feel free to email me if you want to talk more about it. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. It's Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. A very special event on select nights at Magic Kingdom Park. Wear your favorite costume and go trick-or-treating in the most magical neighborhood anywhere. There's exclusive entertainment all over. Parading down the street and bursting high in the sky. You can even ride select attractions late into the night. It's one of our most popular events. So get your tickets ahead of time. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. A spooktacular good time. We get the tricks. You get the treats. Tune in all October for our annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. Let Jonathan and the D-Team lead you into your doom buggy with Halloween guests, spooky tunes, and Halloween fun. Only on DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. Happy Halloween, everyone. Serpents and spiders, <laughs> tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at.
guys, this is Ryan Lambert from Monster Squad and Kids Incorporated, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hey everyone, this is Alexa Erickson coming at you again with the fourth ever rendition of Disney Parks in 5. So, starting off with Walt Disney World, Disney announced that new holiday decorations will be coming to Disney's Hollywood Studios this year. They include a giant Christmas tree in the middle of Echo Lake, Gertie the Dinosaur will be sporting a new giant Santa hat, and the new Christmas projection show on the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror building, featuring Mickey and Minnie, the characters from Toy Story, Olaf, and so many more awesome and fun Disney characters. New details for Toy Story Land and Hollywood Studios have been announced. Toy Story Land is going to be set in Andy's backyard. Since guests will be shrunken down to toy size, they will be surrounded by a giant picket fence and will find Andy's footprints in some spots on the ground in the land. Toy Story Mania is also getting a brand new entrance and exit, so they can both be located in Toy Story Land. It has not yet been announced what will happen to the old entrance and exit to Toy Story Mania through Pixar Place. There is speculation, though, that it will just become a cast member break area. A new Guardians of the Galaxy ride is coming to Epcot, as it was announced in the 2017 D23 Expo. It will be a launch roller coaster similar to Rockin' Roller Coaster in Hollywood Studios. Some fans have started speculating what the new name of the attraction will be. Right now, many believe that the new ride will be called Guardians of the Galaxy Infinite Universe. The attraction is not expected to open until at least 2021, sadly. Another rumored change that could possibly come to Adventureland in the Magic Kingdom, the Enchanted Tiki Room, which features the very first audio animatronics ever that were in Disneyland Park before it came to Magic Kingdom, just a little fun fact for you guys, is rumored to be changing to a Moana-themed show. Since the damage caused by the Tiki Room fire in 2011 and the show was changed back to a shortened version of the original show, Imagineers have supposedly been trying to think of a new way to revamp this classic attraction. The rumored new show will use the same format as the original show, but just with the new Moana theme. This is only a rumor though as of now, and so we'll see what happens. Moving on to Disneyland, Halloween time is in full swing at the Disneyland Resort with the classic Nightmare Before Christmas overlay at the Haunted Mansion, characters in Halloween costumes around the park, and pumpkins, pumpkins, and more pumpkins on Main Street USA. This year though, Halloween time has spilled over into DCA with some flipping awesome decorations and attraction overlays. We have Oogie Boogie welcoming guests on top of the DCA entrance, the amazing-looking Headless Horseman statue on Buena Vista Street, bats flying out of the top of the Carthay Circle building, we have Mater and Lightning McQueen dressed in Halloween costumes for the first time ever, and so many more cool Halloween decorations. And of course, we have the new attraction overlays, Mater's Graveyard Jamboree, Luigi's Honkin' Halloween, spelled H-A-U-L-O-Ween, and Guardians of the Galaxy Monsters After Dark. Imagineers have really outdone themselves this year in Disney's California Adventure. It's unlike any Halloween experience at the parks at the Disneyland Resort yet. Don't miss the awesomeness. Along with the new Halloween decorations come new Halloween treats. There are lots of new food items throughout the entire resort, and explaining all of them would take an entire segment on its own. Hint, hint, Trisha and Jamie. But I will list the items that can be found basically anywhere in the Disneyland Resort for a limited time. Any of the cotton candy stations, you can find candy corn, cotton candy, 
Also throughout the resort, you can find pumpkin-flavored muffins, cheesecake, and lattes. Pumpkin spice lattes, of course. And at any of the churro carts around the resort, you can get purple, orange, or green churros. I am definitely heading over to Disneyland this week to try all of these cool Halloween treats. I am so excited. Thank you for listening to Disney Parks in 5 with me, Alexa Erickson. Let me know your thoughts and experiences on my social medias titled Disney Till You're Dizzy and on my new email, alexa at disradio.com. You can find my book on Amazon, Disney Till You're Dizzy, 1001, Facts, Rumors, and Myths About the Disneyland Resort. And don't miss my new books about Walt Disney World coming out in the next few months. Always remember that there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. And tune in next time for more Disney Parks and Five. Security changes are coming to Disney World. Starting Monday, you'll have to go through a metal detector before you get on the monorail. The detectors that used to be at the Magic Kingdom's entrance gates will be moved to the Transportation Center. There will also be metal detectors at the three hotels along the route. Disney says it hopes the changes make the arrival process go faster. Hello everyone, this is Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't... The plug that keeps Cosmic Ray attached to the Starlight Cafe. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they're short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. As you can hear, I have my wife Anita here with me today... Because I admit I feel kind of guilty. When we go to Walt Disney World, I walk straight through the non-bag line because I have a pair of cargo shorts that carries my keys, my wallet, my phone, and uh, that's pretty much all I need. However, my wife is uh, kind of a beast of burden when we go. She is in security for a day and a half. What is (laughs) so necessary that you have to carry... uh, Basically, luggage. Yeah. For a day at Walt Disney World, what what can we possibly need? <laughs> well, we need sunscreen. Okay. We need band aids. For what? For children that, you know, stub their toe on Ariel's ride because the freaking rocks are out there right by their toes. See, this goes back to an earlier segment where I railed against a flip flop. 
Yes, I know. Strollers. Strollers. Mm-hmm. They're going to hit you. You're yes. going to bleed. You're going to bleed. All right. I'm sold on the Band-Aids. What okay. else you got? Um, I also have snacks because okay. you're in long lines. You don't want to get out to go get a snack, and you don't want to be charged hundreds of dollars a day for... <laughs> for gummy yeah. bears. Yeah. So, snacks. Okay. During the day. Um I also carry the water bottles in, or the water bags. Yes, we have uh, so, kind of camelbacky things. Right. So if I take all of them, then you guys can go ahead. So I'll take all of them in. You guys go ahead. Tissues. I can see that. Yep. Very allergized when we're there. Quite. And then you have that. You have the Tylenol. You have the allergy medicine. So you're carrying around a drugstore. Oh, definitely. <laughs> you have the cough drops. <laughs> you have eye drops. You have contact solution. <laughs> and as much as everybody's going to say, oh, that's too much. Okay. You stand in line with your 15-year-old who has one contact in her hand going, what do I do? Do I just put it on my tongue? <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah, lick it and put it back in. <laughs> lick it and put it back in. That's the worst that can happen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So those are just the basic things I have in there. Uh, you are not a poncho? No. You're an umbrella? Yeah, oh, so that's in there. So that's in there. <laughs> yeah, that's in there, the little baby umbrellas. Three of them. Yep, three of them. Minimum. Yeah, well, we're a five-person family, so the two little ones can share, but everybody else needs their own. Yes. See, that might be uh, a reason to go with the poncho. No. There's never a reason There's to go. There's never a reason to go with the poncho. <laughs> Mold-making person. I would pouch. rather be soaking wet than be cooking and my own sweat. I yeah, mean, it's just disgusting. You kind of severe yourself. Yeah. With if the poncho. real, over time, you just, it's like that frog that doesn't get out of the, the water until it cooks itself. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. No one knows what that means. Yeah, well, look it up. So we're talking that amount of stuff when you have children that can actually walk and take care of themselves. Now, we've traveled with uh, creatures that were much smaller. Yes. And uh, creatures is a good word. Now, you had to get through in a double stroller. Yes. What was the contents in the double stroller when we were traveling with infinitesimal people? Oh, goodness. We had the powder formula in the single servings. We had some baby food. We had diapers, wipes, baby rash things because, oh, it was so hot. The, the possibility of diaper rash is huge. Uh, we had, I mean, all diaper bag materials, but you had to have like three different sets of clothes just in case they poop up to their eyeballs. The amount of children that must poop themselves at Disney World must be immense because they are 100% prepared for anybody from the age of eight months to 80 <laughs> to need a change of clothes and underwear. Yes. You are never more than 40 feet from a place that sells underwear. <laughs> That's awesome. Which I have found out. Yeah. Um, we have tested that. Yeah, we have tested that. <laughs> At multiple ages. Yes. One thing I like about Disney World over the uh, neighboring park that shall not be named is the fact that they do not uh, have a ton of lockers where you have to put all your stuff. Most of the time, the attractions can handle uh, most of the crap you're carrying around. 
Uh, and they have plenty of places to put strollers and stuff. Unlike uh, the neighboring park, which is you got to put locker after locker. And every time you go to another place, you have to stuff your stuff in another locker. I think they're very bag accommodating over Disney. Yeah. the And the other place, you have three lines to stand in now. You have to get your locker, put your stuff in it. You have to get in line to ride the ride. Then you have to get back in line to open your locker to get everything out. Yeah, they're overly so, crowded and cumbersome. So Yeah, so now you've got three lines to get in to just go into one ride. If the place is going to sell you a ton of stuff, I mean, Main Street is a mall. Mm-hmm. So a place is going to sell you things that you're going to carry around. And you don't have to. You can have them keep it for you later or have it sent to your hotel. Right. But they're, they seem to be well aware that you're going to be carrying a lot of junk. Mm-hmm. And they they do everything they can to make you able to do that. Yeah. We're going to make yeah. it real easy for you to buy a ton of things. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of big. We'll hold it for you. Buy another. Look, you don't yeah. have to carry that. We'll carry it for you. That's kind of sweet. Absolutely. I have to say the backpack is my favorite. Thing to carry around? Yeah, because it, it distributes the weight the best. That's the, the mom... Yeah. Recommended. Absolutely. Okay. Diaper bags were crap. What else is there? What else would you have besides a backpack? Well, they have the sling thing that goes halfway Ah. across. You have the uh, fanny pack. You have the... No uh, one should have a fanny pack. Yeah. Well, they have the... Unless it's 1988. Yeah. The only thing I don't like, I really don't like, are the kid leashes. Yeah. I hate those. No. You want to lose your kids. Yeah, I, well, not all, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, then you have a kid that goes beyond where their parent goes or they're dragging their parent around. And, yeah, it just uh, tends to trip other people. It definitely does. Yeah, you, all of a sudden you're walking and then you got your leg wrapped around a child that's not yours, and that's never yeah. good. No. I mean, then you're punting them into the next. Then you're getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that. <laughs> That's gonna go away. Yeah, I want Jonathan to take care of that. <laughs> if you're trying to travel the lightest you could, what is the absolute essentials? You. Sweet. Done. Yeah, forget those kids. Because traveling with just your wife and no other baggage. <laughs> well, that's short leash people. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, or even your own short leash tips at Dominic at DizRadio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. I also can be found on the internet on Twitter at WDW Plantoons. My wife can be found at Mrs. Plantoons. And we're both on YouTube and your favorite podcast apps by searching WDW Plantoons or by visiting Plantoons.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening.
Lakin from The Walking Dead video game and Family Guy and Step by Step, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan and ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. So with that said, let's begin. Kicking off this week, let's begin with this week's quote coming from our Uncle Walt himself. When we consider a new project, we really study it. Not just the surface idea, but everything about it. And when we go into that new project, we believe in it all the way. We have confidence in our ability to do it right. And we work hard to do the best possible job. Now, it's Diz Radio throwback time for this week in Diz Radio history, with show number 20 from September of 2012, featuring the man of many voices and your favorite postal worker, John Ratzenberger. John, as if he even needs an introduction at all, is literally one of the staple voices for Disney and Pixar having films such as Toy Story, Cars, Monsters, Inc., A Bug's Life, and much more under his belt, and then changing that belt to be everyone's favorite cliff on the iconic series Cheers. Jump back with us today to where everybody knows your name and check it out. Now, starting out this week in Disney history, we begin in 1904 with the residents of Kansas City, Missouri celebrating the opening of the Benton Grammar School, named in honor of Senator Thomas Benton. This is the same school a young Walt Disney will eventually attend between September of 1911 and June of 1917. In 1941, Walt Disney's father Elias passes away in Los Angeles, California at the age of 82. Walt is currently in South America, though, in the middle of a 10-week trip. In 1968, the United States Postal Service pays tribute to Walt Disney with the release of a commemorative six-cent postage stamp issued only two years after his death. In 1984, the restaurant El Marrakesh opens in the Morocco Pavilion at Epcot. In 1988, the Disney Sunday movie airs for the last time on ABC. The following month, the long-running TV series is going to move to NBC and be renamed The Magical World of Disney. In 1996, at Epcot, the Universe of Energy reopens officially, and it now stars comedian and talk show host Ellen DeGeneres. In 1997, Muppets Tonight, an updated version of The Muppet Show, debuts on the Disney Channel. It is the second season for the series, and its first ten episodes aired on ABC TV the prior year. In 1998, the Villains in Vogue store officially opens at Disney MGM Studios on Sunset Boulevard. In 2005, Pooh's Heffalump Halloween, an all-new original Halloween movie, is released direct to DVD and VHS. 
In 2011, the 26th newly designed Disney store to open in the United States debuts at the St. Louis Galleria, a mall in St. Louis, Missouri. In 2012, Finding Nemo 3D is released to theaters for a limited time. And also in 2012, starting this day, Disney World guests can dive under the sea with Ariel and become part of her world when The Little Mermaid Wing at Disney's Art of Animation Resort and the final wing to be built officially opens. In 2015, Disney announces the 20-year holiday event, the Osborne Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights, will end after this holiday season to make way for the Disney's Hollywood Studios overhaul. And we end this week in Disney History D-Heads with a few birthdays around the company. We're starting out our birthdays this week with Engineer and Imagineer Don Egren is born in Los Angeles. Billy Gilbert, the voice of Sneezy in Disney's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, is born. Sir Ian Holm, the voice of Skinner in Disney Pixar's Ratatouille, is born. And we end birthdays this week with Richard Dawson Keel being born, best known as Jaws in the James Bond movies, but also played Vladimir in Disney's Tangled. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. As always, guys, have a great week, and see you real soon. I just said something really stupid. Yeah, I heard you say action out. Pip, Mom, were you ever a teenage girl? Uh, yeah, for seven years. What did guys do to impress you way back in the olden days? Well, you know, they churned some buttermilk, raised a barn. Look, if this is about impressing Lola, just be yourself. You're a great guy. You're my mom. That means nothing. Okay. How's this? Women love confidence. Oh, I used to love when Steve would make a big, confident entrance. He used to walk right in and take what he wanted from the refrigerator. (laughs) Big, confident entrance. I like that. Yeah, hey, any girl would be lucky to have a handsome young man like you. Thanks, Mom. But once again, that means nothing. Lights. Camera. Action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Diz Radio and the Diz Radio Show. And as we continue bringing all the magic and memories from your lifetime of television, movies, and so much more, many times those are actors that you're finding all over social media, television shows, shows that your kids are growing up with, as well as things that are part of your favorite shows of the past. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of that. You know him from such things like Christmas Trade, Robo Dog, and of course the hit Netflix series Fuller House. We have none other than Michael Campion here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Hey, how you doing? It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, great resume so far. All the different things that you've been part of. You know, everybody loves them. Kids love them. I guess the one thing I want to start off first is what led you down the road of wanting to be an actor and really pursue this as a lifelong dream. You know, um, I've I've always wanted to be an actor. I uh, I started out when I was five. Um, and, uh, from then on, I, I, I did a few community theater plays. Um, I then got started in stuff, uh, for my church. And then from then, uh, I got a lot of commercials. And then my first feature film, RoboDog, which I was like 10, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it seems like a while ago. And then, um, shortly after that, I got Christmas trade. And then shortly after that, I got Fuller House. 
It was actually um, within the same year of uh, Christmas trade. I got the I got full house. Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, this is something you wanted to pursue, and it kind of happened relatively fast. Now, what made you want to become an actor? Was that just you know admiring you know film and television growing up, or anything like that, or you know what was that inspiration where you're like, this is really what I want to do? Well, you know, I didn't really have. Um inspiration per se I mean I, I always was just an outgoing person I love to, to perform it doesn't matter you know if it's um, doing magic on stage if it's uh, um, you know doing a, a, a talk show or something like that you know I don't really have to be acting but I, I really do like um, you know to, to perform for sure that's always been in in my blood so I guess when I found acting it was definitely just like a, um, a clear outlet where I could do the thing that I love I didn't really get into it through movies or TV per se, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. You know, it's one of those things where you just, you felt it. You knew that that's what you want to do. And of course, you know, landing that role on Fuller House. Now, going into that, did you know what you were auditioning for? And did you ever watch the original series? Um, sorry, sorry. Let me fix this. Um, I actually did watch Full House. I watched Full House all the time. Um, when I was uh, four and five, my mom introduced it to me when I was... Um, you know, growing up uh, on, on Nick at Night and stuff, uh, along with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Friends and, and stuff like that. Uh, I, I still watch all those all the time. And uh, and actually, no, I did not know that I was going in for Fuller House, like the first three auditions. Um, it, it was actually uh, what, when I flew out here and they told me that um, I was doing Fuller House, like, you know, the sequel to Full House. And I, I got really excited because I... You know, I was going to meet all the all the cats, and they're, they're all grown up now. I thought that was absolutely crazy. In fact, um, I actually got Fuller House on the week of my birthday. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where it's a birthday present. You know, it couldn't be a better birthday present than that, right? Oh, definitely. I literally, like, like life-changing birthday present. The best one I've gotten so far. <laughs> <laughs> now, when it came to, you know, being on Fuller House, you know, you're playing Jackson Fuller, you know, uh, son to DJ, of course, and all these beloved characters. Now, you knew the show was big. It was in reruns, you know, and then now you have the sequel and it's on Netflix. Were you prepared for how popular this show was going to end up being? You know, I didn't actually know how popular it was really going to get. I, I I knew that, you know, Full House such, had such a, a large fan base, and, you know, it, it was a popular show back in the 80s, but I didn't know if fans would, you know, like the new uh, the new dynamic and stuff, but then when it came out, man, I was I was shocked by just how many people gravitated back, you know, to, to the childhoods and stuff, and I thought that was really, really awesome, for sure, and I, it blew me away. That's, that's all I have to say. It definitely blew me away. And now getting on the set, that's the biggest thing. You know, you're on the set, you're filming these episodes. Did everybody just mesh right away? Was it did, was it open arms and you guys kind of all got along like one big happy full house family? I I mean, since everyone was um, already uh, acquainted, you know, they, they had already been uh, friends for over 30 years. I, I mean, it was just, it was nice because I definitely got adopted into that family along with all of the other um the, the the new cast and and the kids and uh, everyone really you know a anyone new ones that got you know like uh what is it what's there's a word for that it's not adopted it's um accepted they, they all got accepted immediately right in and you know like we're all still at, like a family offset and on set for sure like we do a lot of stuff 
um, uh, outside of uh, the set. We we go on. Um, well, actually, we went to Disney last year. Wait, no, no, no. That was that was this year. We went to no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, it was this year. Um, we went to Disney and we all went to Legoland uh, as like a like a fuller family. Uh, outing kind of thing. It was pretty cool. Well, you know, and with that too, like you said, you know, it's one of those things where you're accepted into this, you know, extended family. Now, when you're on the set, it looks like it's a lot of fun. Now, are there any kind of hijinks or fun that, you know, you guys are pulling on everybody or playing tricks or goofing around that we're never going to see on film? Um, you know, I, there, there was a, a few things that, um, my co-star, uh, did she? She likes to pull pranks all the time on me. Uh, um, but I think I think the biggest trickster on set is definitely Dave. Dave Clear, the one who plays uh, Joey Gladstone. He is so funny. He is always doing impressions. He's always, um, you know, goofing around. Uh, and and <laughs> he likes he likes to fart a lot on set, especially when we're doing um doing. And so in the middle of it. Everyone would be like, ah, Dave, and then like he'll clear an entire, entire room, you know, just <laughs> just from one thing. He, he finds it hilarious, and I, I don't know, he's he, he's funny like that. Well, you know, and those are the kind of things where now it's making it fun for you as well. And of course, you know, season three is coming up, and I guess looking back at the first two seasons, were there any episodes that were your absolute favorite ones to film? Because I know when we talk with a lot of fans of Fuller House. You know, there it's the Christmas episode, or it's this one, or it's that one. Do you have one personal episode that was your absolute favorite filming? You know, I, I actually did. I I think that um, in season one, episode three, I had the most fun. Um, it was actually the episode where Joey came over and he uh, he babysat us, and we had like a whole Nerf war fight, and um, we had slime guns, and he had like, like a leaf blower and like, like a toilet paper roll like we were it was so much fun i i remember all of it distinctly i actually have um uh, a lot of the nerf guns because they they gave out um a, a lot of the nerf guns after they were done using them and i i, I still have them to this day they're in my room right now <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, and, and with that too, those are the kind of things where it's fun because it looks like it's fun. And I love a good Nerf gun fight myself. Now, I guess with that too, you know, going through all of this and these great things now with Nerf guns in your room, you know, I think we've heard it somewhere before that, uh, you know, you have a great sword collection as well. Is that still true? Yes, I actually do have a sword collection. Um, uh, I'm now kind of going into um, airsoft guns. I'm starting to, to, to collect airsoft guns now. Uh, do you know what airsofting is by chance? Do you know what that is? Definitely, yes. Yes, um, I actually just got uh, a few airsoft guns uh, today, surprisingly. You know, you kind of, uh, when when this interview was supposed to happen, I was actually um, getting airsoft guns, which is uh, uh, pretty cool, so... Yeah, yeah. Now, I guess, you know, with being part of the show and so much more, the one question that everyone wants to know, because you are playing Jackson, the son of DJ. Are you Team Steve or Team Matt? You know, I get this question a lot. And I have to be honest here, from my point of view, like like, like, like from Jackson's point of view, I feel like Matt would definitely be a better option for, for um uh, for, for Jackson and, and his character on the show. I don't know. Trust me, I love Steve, and I, I love Matt equally, 
But for Jackson as, like, a character, I definitely think Matt would be the better option. Because, you know, Steve, Steve has his whole thing with um, this this new girl, uh, CJ, and um, and he's got, uh, you know, just, just, a, just a bunch of um, other things that I, I personally wouldn't look for in a dad. Uh, but, but with Matt, you know, he, he kind of gets me, uh, he, he took care of us for one episode, we all were sick in bed, um, yeah, I'm definitely team Matt, gotta be honest here. <laughs> well, and like you said, it's one of those where, you know, he might be better for the Jackson character, especially because, you know, Jackson is, you know, he's going through that awkward stage, the, the time when he can't really speak to girls as much, things like that, now, Playing those kind of roles, I guess, is, is that true to who you really are, or are you, uh, or are you just outgoing and you're you're ready to talk to any girl that asks? Oh no, I'm I'm definitely awkward. I mean, I can be awkward, but um, in 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 other instances, I I'm, I'm a lot like Jackson because um, I uh, I'm very clumsy, and so is Jackson. He's just he's just a big goofball. I know I know a lot of um a lot of people say like art imitates life, life imitates art kind of thing. Definitely, that's what happens. It's kind of freaky because um, Jeff will 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 write some episodes with, with some stuff, and uh, and that same stuff, like maybe a few weeks or, or you know even a few days after, will happen to me, and that's happened before. It's really really strange. I know I've had a lot of a lot of stuff like that happen to me, but as for like girls and stuff, you know, um, I'm I'm not so bad with girls. I, you know, I. I'm a lot less awkward than Jackson, but when it comes to like um talking to uh people at um like drive throughs and stuff, like I always screw up my order. I can never I can never like make up my mind. But in I in that sense I, I'm a lot like Jackson for sure. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's one of those things where I think that's what helps bring the character to life a little bit more. Now, I guess in going into, you know, Full House, you're part of this, you know, this thing where it's a sequel series. And you said that you watched the original Full House. Was there any one of the original episodes that, you know, you kind of brought with you to this show where you're like, that was the show, that was the episode that stuck out in my mind that I kind of, you know, bring a little bit of that flair to this new series? A little bit of flair, you know. I, I don't think I have a specific um, episode that, that I, I really um, that stuck in my mind, but uh, perhaps a, a specific season. I um, you know since I was uh, I, I was thirteen. No, I was actually well, yeah. Like I said, I was on. It was the week of my birthday. Actually, um, I turned thirteen on set. Uh, thirteen on, you know, doing uh, Fuller House. I, I felt like I could relate to. Uh, season three of Full House the best because, you know, DJ was my age on the show and, you know, just, just a lot of those kinds of problems. Um, teenager, you know, preteen issues. Uh, I definitely feel like I carried that sort of vibe going into, uh, season one of Fuller House for sure. Now, with the new season, of course, now the big thing with the new season is it debuts on the exact same day of the 30th anniversary of the original Full House. Now, with that, do you guys sit around as a cast and kind of binge watch it, or do you go home with your parents and you binge watch the entire season right away? That's actually funny you mention that because um, when it comes out on the 22nd, uh, the creator, uh, Jeff Franklin, is actually having a party at his house, and uh, we're, we're going to watch a few of the episodes together. So, uh, yeah, but um, besides that, I have binge watched all of the seasons. 
so far, and uh, I haven't seen any of season three. I've never seen like a full episode. I, I've seen a few clips here and there, but um, nothing, nothing full. So uh, I, I'm excited to actually see it with the whole cast. It's going to be cool. Very cool, well, especially with the debuting on the same day as the 30th anniversary of the very first episode of the original Full House. It kind of makes it that special day. Now, well, and it's it's in season three, so it's not going anywhere. People love this series. Do you go out and about, and do people recognize you right away? Yeah, I mean, I I have people recognize me. It's nothing crazy. Like no one, no no fans like try to mob me or anything. It, it's very chill. You know, uh, someone will come up and be like, "Hey, you know, do you, do you play Jackson on Full House?" I'm like, "Yeah," and then they take a picture, and then uh, we're off. It's it, all the fans are super nice, and I think that's honestly really cool to like you know make someone say just uh just by going out definitely you know and like you said it's one of those things where now people are starting to recognize you and so much more now of course you know we know that you know you've been part of a lot of different things robo dog christmas trade fuller house do you have anything else that you've been currently uh working on or we're going to be able to see you as well yes actually um i just finished a nickelodeon project called uh, paradise run um and I'm going to be on one of the episodes, and it's coming out sometime in October. I'm not entirely sure when. They haven't given us a, a, a release date. But um, I will definitely post it on my Instagram and stuff when uh, when I hear something about it. Very cool. Well, we don't want to keep you too long. We want you to enjoy the weekend, enjoy your airsoft guns, and so much more. But in closing here, you said that, all right, because many of our listeners love Disney, and you said that you got to go to, you know, Disney and Lego World, Legoland, you know, with the cast. All right, what is your all-time favorite Disney attraction? Oh, my all-time favorite Disney attraction. Wow, you're kind of putting me on the spot here. Um, you know, I I think, honestly, like my favorite one, um, they I think they actually uh, took it out. But um, on uh, here in Disneyland, they changed Space Mountain to Hyperspace Mountain, and it was um, Star Wars for, like, a whole, like, four months, something like that, and they have, like, the Star Wars music playing, and, uh, you know, like, like you would fly beside uh, X-Wings, and you would take down, like, TIE Fighters and stuff, and since I'm a huge Star Wars geek, um, I, I think that was definitely my favorite one, but I'm also very excited to see, uh, the new Star Wars land that's coming out, I think it, it's, like, 2020, I'm not entirely sure why it's coming out, but, um, I'm super excited to see that, that part of Hollywood Studios. Uh, be done so I can go back and I can see it. Definitely. Well, you know, and you never know. You may end up landing one of those roles in a future, you know, Star Wars spinoff film or something, right? Oh, my God. That would be so cool. I Honestly, that that's like the dream role. It doesn't even matter if, like, I'm an extra or something in it. I would... I would flip out just to even see a Star Wars set, let alone be on one. That's That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're not going to keep you too much longer. It was a pleasure having you stop in. Season 3 of Fuller House debuting on September 22nd on Netflix. The exact same day as the 30th anniversary of the original Full House. You know, Michael, it was our pleasure having you stop in and, you know, chat with us. And I know that many people are excited for Season 3 to be kicking off. And we'll keep our eyes peeled on Nickelodeon in October as well. And uh, I'm sure we're going to be seeing a lot more of you in the future. Thanks, Michael, once again for stopping in with us. Thank you so much. This is awesome.
Hey there, D-Heads! Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. I'm pretty excited this week as this is the 100th Magical Music Review. After starting this fun adventure four years ago this month with show number 46, I finally reached that milestone with 98 shows and two segments I put on the D-Wire last Christmas. Here's to 100 more. Tomorrow, September 22nd, is the first day of autumn. It's time for leaves changing color, pumpkin everything, and temperatures to start cooling off. It's also that time of year for one of my favorite childhood movies. Some may remember, some may not, that Disney released an animated film direct-to-video in 1997 that takes place primarily on the first day of autumn. And this film happens to star a certain chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff. That's right, we're going to the Winnie the Pooh shelf of my Disney music library to look at the music from his first full-length feature film, Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. With music written by Carl Johnson, Pooh and his friends sing along their journey to save Christopher Robin from the terrible monster's skull. Or school, if you have someone other than Owl reading Christopher's note. I have three songs queued up and ready to go, so let's waste no time. Follow me as we travel back to the Hundred Acre Woods and join our friends as we take a look at the soundtrack for Pooh's Grand Adventure, The Search for Christopher Robin. Starting from the beginning, Forever and Ever is the first of two ballads in the film with violins, a soft cymbal, flute, harp, chimes, piano, and oboe coming out in the instrumentation. Jim Cummings and Frankie J. Galasso provide the voices for Pooh and Christopher respectively. For Pooh, Forever isn't long at all as long as he has Christopher by his side. For Christopher Robin, though, he's come to the realization that promising Forever is not necessarily something he can do anymore. But one of the most important lines of this song is at the very end and is a theme that carries throughout the film that even when we are apart, we are together in our hearts. Pooh, there's something I have to tell you. Is it something nice? Not exactly. Then it can wait. It can? For how long? Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Is a very long time, Pooh. Oh, forever isn't long at all when I'm with you. <laughs> okay. I want to call your name forever, and you will always answer forever, and both of us will be. Forever you and me, forever and ever. I want to stay like this forever. If only I could promise forever. Then we could just be we, forever you and me. Forever and ever. Isn't long at all, Christopher. <laughs> when I'm with you, <laughs> oh, I wanna be with you forever. I want you right here beside me forever. One thing you should know: no matter where I go, we'll always be together. Forever and ever.
Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, Eeyore, and Rabbit go to Owl to read a note from Christopher Robin. Unfortunately, the note is covered in honey, and this causes some key facts to be misinterpreted from the note, and one word in particular is very misread. Owl informs his friends that they must worry because Christopher has been taken away by a fierce monster, Skull. This prompts the beginning of Pooh's grand adventure. Adventure is a Wonderful Thing is sung by Andrea Stoka, providing the voice of Owl. With percussion, trumpets with a mute, woodwinds, and violins taking the lead in instrumentation, Owl paints a picture of this adventure his friends are embarking on. A more or less mixture of excitement and danger. Primarily danger. No matter how the words come out, Owl beams well as he sends his friends off on this mission to find Christopher Robin, reminding them to send a postcard and saluting them as they embark on the journey. Oh, how I envy you! Not everyone has the chance to face the unspeakable terrors of the great unknown. Today's the day. In only a matter of moments, you'll all be on your way. But lurks around the corner, not a soul can say. But I can guess, more or less. Great to rest. Ah, the moment of glory is close at hand. It's gonna be grand. Adventure is a wonderful thing. Pack only the essentials. I'll tell you what to bring. Your strength, your nerve, your hearts, your wits. And for Skullosaurus attacks, the first aid kits. Adventure is a hoot and a half. You'll face unearthly dangers and look at them and laugh. The claws, the teeth, the chase, the thrill. You'll never want to come home. Maybe you'll never will. That's the beauty of adventure. It strictly sink afloat. It runs you till you're ragged, then it grabs you by the throat. You struggle to survive it, though the chances are remote. Lucky you. Wish I was coming too. Adventure is a wonderful thing. I almost forgot the very best part. You not only get to save your friend from the most dangerous place, namely Skull, but from the most dangerous part of the most dangerous place, the Eye of the Skull itself. Oh, mother. And you, General Boo, off you go, marching high and low. Friend, wait at the end, right here. Take a look, the map is perfectly clear. With your excellent sense of direction, you've nothing to fear. Through the quicksand and the chasms, tempting fate and fighting spasms, dodging avalanching boulders. Remember, Christopher Robin's fate rests completely on your shoulders, Excuse me, Owl. It's up to you. That's the beauty of adventure, the trembling and the dread. I can't think of another thing I'd rather do instead. Perhaps you could join us? No, no, you go ahead. Lucky you, tally-ho and toodle-doo. Ready now, noble chin, chest out, tummy in. Make a fracas, have a fling. Drop a postcard, give a ring. Get the lid out, time to swing. Whoop-dee-doo and bada-bing. Adventure is a wonderful thing. I salute you and those of you doomed to never return. I salute you twice!
Our last number for the day is my favorite song from the film and probably the song most remembered. After a long day of searching, Rabbit, Tigger, Piglet, and Eeyore make camp in a cave and try to get some sleep. But sleep, for Pooh, is very hard to come by under the night sky. Feeling lost and alone, Pooh sings to Christopher Robin. Wherever You Are is the second ballad for the film, a solo for Jim Cummings. With chimes, violins, a harp, and woodwinds making up the majority of the instrumentation, Pooh sings for Christopher Robin. He doesn't know where to go or what to do without his best friend by his side. His forever has disappeared. He dreams of being with Christopher and wonders that wherever he is, if he is dreaming of Pooh. One of the sweetest, most sorrowful songs I think Disney has ever released and has always been one of my favorites. Come out, moon. Come out, wishing star. Come out, come out. Wherever you are. Come out here in the dark, all alone and wide awake. Come and find me. I'm empty and I'm cold, and my heart's about to break. Come and find me. I need you to come here and find me. Cause without you I'm totally lost. Every star It hasn't done much good so far I can only dream of you Wherever you are I'll hear you laugh I'll see you smile I'll be with you Just for a while But when the morning comes And the sun begins to rise I won't lose you Because it's just a dream When I open up my eyes I will lose you I used to believe in forever But forever's too good to be true I've hung a wish on every star It hasn't done much good so I don't know what else to do Except to try to dream of you And wonder if you're dreaming too Wherever you every Disney movie we have a happy ending as Christopher Robin is found and everything is right right now. And my time for this week is up. Thanks for sticking around for another Magical Music Review and for coming back to Diz Radio every week. Feel free to connect with the D-Team and myself on the D-Wire Facebook page or any of our respective emails found under our bios on our official website. And make sure to check out the official website at DizRadio.com and our official Facebook page. Enjoy the first day of autumn, drink a hot chocolate or pumpkin spice latte, and until next time, D-Heads, see ya! Perfectly, wonderfully, totally, 
silly hold there. Right now. Pooh Bear! Christopher Robin. Silly hold there. Out of the Disney vault, it's grand indeed and wonderfully charming. Pooh's Grand Adventure. <laughs> Hiya, Pooh! A.A. Milne's classic story comes to life. Christopher Robin! Are you looking for him, too? Available for the first time ever on DVD in honor of Pooh's anniversary celebration. Oh, Christopher Robin! He has gone to the great unknown. We must help him get back. Adventure is a wonderful thing. Don't miss this treasured tale about one of the most enduring friendships of all time. You must remember, you're braver than you believe, and stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. It's a classic you'll cherish forever. Just in time for the best part of the day. What part is that? The part when you and me become we. Disney presents Pooh's Grand Adventure. Now available on Disney DVD. Hey everybody out there, this is Jim Cummings. And you're going, who is that guy? Well, I'm the masked voice behind, oh, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger 2, Darkwing Duck and a few others, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. But you knew that. Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on DizRadio.com. Hey, D-Heads. If you're like me, I like to have the latest and fastest gaming platform devices available from Apple, and that includes the iOS updates. Those updates bring great features, faster performance, and even great uh, performance in the way of handling gaming. Yes, to have the latest operating system, some apps will be in the cutting block as we move forward into the future of faster, and that means faster graphics, faster processors, and even faster operating systems that as we run on our devices pertain to iPhone, iPad, and even the iPod. Well, let's just say you have a legacy 32 app that hasn't been updated through the developer. Apple had been pushing this back back in 2015 to app developers to make sure that their favorite apps that's running on 32-bit to move on to the 64-bit performance to make their as they move on to the new operating software for iOS devices. For our younger listeners out there, make sure you have your parent or guardian to make sure that before updating to the new iOS 11 update, make sure your app that you are playing is already upgraded to the 64-bit. If you're not sure, just check on the iOS app in the App Store and click Updates. Of course, you may need a parental or guardian for their password if, if it's protected to make sure your app is updated. If not, you'll still have a notification stating that this app will be no longer available to run on the future operating systems. And iOS 11 is going to make sure that all those legacy 32 apps will no longer be available. But there is an upside to this. If you have other devices that is no longer able to run iOS 11, you still are still in that little safe blanket to be able to upload, move that over from the iCloud to your other devices so you can still be able to play your favorite apps on older legacy devices. Now for example I have an iPad 2 
Yes, it's kind of dating myself. <laughs> and my favorite game, and one of my favorite games, is the Toy Story Midway Mania. That game has been discontinued from the Apple Store, and as well, uh, no support for from Disney since they are that app was axed out from last year. Now I'm still able to play it, but there's no support up to the coming iOS 11 update. So. I would like to continue keeping memories of playing it in the parks when I was in Disneyland California last year and just enjoying the wonderful experience of playing with the multi-touch and hitting all these plates and, and shooting darts. Um, again, I, I don't want to upgrade to that. And my other favorite games is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I have the 2010 and 2011 versions, which is one is the clock version, and 2011 is the shuffle version. Both are no longer be available for iOS 11 unless the developers up, uh, made an update. And the uh, Capcom version of that has discontinued those versions as well. Not sure why, but my guess is the licensing of Millionaire uh, name and the music and all that. So I'm kind of holding back on not upgrading my iPhone because of that. But my iPad 2 can still be able to play those legacy apps. So I'm asking you guys, do you have any legacy apps that are running the 32-bit that you are kind of hesitating to upgrade the, to the new iOS 11? What is iOS, what is iOS 11 you're talking about? Well, iOS 11 is for uh, iPhone operating system version 11. And you can check it out over at apple.com and click on iOS for more opportunities to figure out what features they're going to be bringing to the phone, tablet, and more so the iPad experience. Do you have any legacy devices? Which is kind of making me feel old. What about you guys? Doesn't this make you feel old? I don't know, I'm kind of geeking out, but what's your thoughts? Are you kind of happy as we're moving to the 64-bit? Do you think this is going to be changing the phones and tablets as we continue using them? Are you using the Android? Is that even better? What's your thoughts? Are you guys enjoying the Oreo update? What's this Oreo that you guys are talking about? Yes, there's a new Android operating system called Oreo. We'll go in detail later if or anything that comes to legacy apps. Uh, hopefully that doesn't affect uh, some games. But just be careful before you update. Make sure you have mom and dad or guardian or even do some research. Make sure your favorite app is not going to be nixed out if you upgrade to iOS 11. So. With that in mind, well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, happy updating, upgrading, and tell me what's your thoughts. Is there some apps that I miss? Let me know. You can send me an email at randy at disradio.com. Again, that email is at randy at d-i-z-r-a-d-i-o dot c-o-m. Until then, see you next time. Time to cook with Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. For you out there in your own house. We'll show you what to do. We'll give you real good recipes. And you learn how to cook with ease. So let's have your attention, please. While Minnie cooks with you. You'll find out that pots and pans can be a lot of fun. And for you boys, there'll be a lot to eat before we're done. 
Now everybody, here we go. And as they say, on with the show. You'll be the best cook in your house. Cooking with me and Just go to your cupboard and get a box of Minnie Mouse cookie mix. Magical Munchies, the delicious place on Diz Radio where you can get your Disney foodie fix. So, Trisha, what's on the menu today? I think it's time we talk about the sights, the sounds, and the atmosphere of all the things you don't typically see at Walt Disney World's, but you will see at Food and Wine. Oh, like boozy water? Well, boozy water causes one of the ones in the list, but not exactly. I was thinking more <laughs> along the lines of the top seven things you will only see at Food and Wine. And I do think Boozy Water is going to be popular enough that we're going to see it somewhere else. Yes. Hashtag Boozy Water. Okay, <laughs> so now that I understand what we're doing here, what was your number seven be okay. for the top seven things you will only see at Food and Wine? So I'm thinking 90s hair. And this is like mall hair, maybe a couple mullets, definitely some major aquanet in use. And really this 90s hair is because the Eat to Beat, Eat to the Beat concert series features a lot of bands from my youth high school days. And back then we loved rolling our we loved a few things more than rolling our jeans and using aquanet in our hair. So you will find the likes of Tiffany and Boys to Men, Starship and Kenny G. And those are some luscious locks on Kenny G. So sadly, Jamie, you I looked at the schedule. You're going to miss all of those bands, though. I know, and I'm not going to lie. I would have loved to see Tiffany. But, yeah. you know, that could have been so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see who else is playing? No. No, Hanson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, not only are those pills there. Not only can they sing, they brew beer now. Are they old enough to brew beer now? Because they weren't when that song came out. I read an article earlier today and combined they have 11 children. Oh, wow. 
<laughs> which leads me to my number six, which is celebrities. Celebrities at Food and Wine. And big time celebrities we got here. They're actually doing the shoe taping from October 4th through the 6th. That's right. The shoe <laughs> is going to be at the Food and Wine Festival. Going to see them behind Spaceship Earth. It's going to be phenomenal. And maybe I'll be a little creepy and spy on my favorite chef, Mr. Michael Simon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> well, let's hope we catch one of those celebrities doing my number five, and that is people trying to hold a caprina from Brazil in one hand and a pistachio cardamom bunt cake from India or a schnickknudeln from Germany in the other, and then trying to figure out how to eat all of that with their hands because they can't find anywhere to sit down and actually cut the food. So that is one of my favorites of food and wine, is seeing people dotted all over the place, finding very creative ways of eating very gourmet food. I once actually saw someone leaning over while someone else, like, cut their food on their back. No. You know? Yeah. And I was like, that that's some food commitment right there. Like, those people, they, they get it. Okay. I, I wouldn't lie. I would I would do that for you. I would, <laughs> I would let you cut, cut some steak on my back. <laughs> yep. With that little plastic knife and fork that are so effective. Yep. <laughs> it's the saddest little knife and fork. Oh. Okay. So number four, <clears throat> there are times when people get a little overexcited and they partake way too much of the various libations that are offered at food and wine. But for those, you know, who don't want to have anything to do with that, we get a little bit of advice for you. If you want to steer clear of the plethora of possible plethora of drunk people, don't go to the Food and Wine Festival on a Friday or the weekend. If you go Monday through Thursday, you should be in the clear. Uh, if you're there on a Friday, I don't know, first week of October, come find me. Maybe we'll cheers with some boozy water. <laughs> Absolutely. And and there will be people doing, Jamie and I's new favorite word, courtesy of James Joyce, there will be people getting polluthered at Food and Wine. <laughs> we experienced that firsthand in 2015. There was some, some polluthering. I don't know if that's actually a word too, but polluthered is a word. But yes, it's definitely something to think about since Disney, a lot of times it is family vacations. And so that's something to keep in mind. If you're planning on hitting frozen fever at nine o'clock on Friday night during food and wine, your kids just might see some different types of things or hear some different words. And people just really like to enjoy the food as well as the wine and the beer and the cocktails and the boozy water. And the sake. And the sake, yes. Okay, so number three is something people are chugging, but it's not beer. It's soup. It's people chugging, chugging soup when it's 95 degrees outside. That is something that you really only tend to see at food and wine. And I think that that's pretty much anywhere when it's 95 degrees, people aren't really chugging soup. But the cheddar cheese soup in Canada is legendary. Oh, it's, God, yes, it is. It's so good. <laughs> and it's been on the food and wine menu for years. I, honestly, Jamie, I think there may be some sort of protest if they took it off. I think that, like, just people would, would go nuts. But the two foodies... <laughs> You would be one of them. You would be one of them. You'd be like, no. I have my little, like, picket sign. No. Bring back the cheese soup. Where's my soup, man? But the truth. took my soup. But the true foodies don't care if it's a steamy 100 or so degrees at 2 p.m. That soup is just too good to pass up. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and you know I'm going to eat that when I'm there. Oh, of course. And when it's 95 degrees, you're going to eat it. <laughs> of course. Because right. I totally don't mind. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. All right, now we're to number two on the list of seven. Number two is merchandise. Ooh. Fun, amazing, beautiful, wonderful merchandise that you can find at Food & Wine. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, and I apologize in advance that this is not there when you go during your trip, but they have the cutest pair of figment ears with a little chef hat just for Food & Wine this year. 
They've got his face is all over everything, which is pretty neat. And they have a lot of stuff with Remy on it too. There's a uh, Remy. Um, well, I come from an Italian household. We call these mappines. There's <laughs> um, those little folded, uh, not meta tablecloth. What is that thing called? Like, like a, a runner? Nope, nope, that other thing. A napkin. A placemat. Like a pot holder. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dish towel. Dish towel. It's called the dish towel. <laughs> Well, we call them Mappines. Well, anyway, they have um, Food and Wine Festival ones with Remy on it, which is adorable in the brand new uh, logo. They have pot holders that are Figment's hands. They have wine glasses galore. And for annual pass holders, there's that wonderful little freebie. You go to the pass holder kiosk, and you can get a button that says Food and Wine Festival on it, and it's got Remy on it. Ah! Who doesn't like buttons? And I believe they have a different one for every month of the festival. So you have the Eiffel Tower in one, you have the Leaning Tower of Pisa in another, and I can't remember off the top of my head what the third one is, but be sure to check that out if you're an annual pass holder. Or find an annual pass holder that will will, will get one for you. Hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Nudge, nudge, nudge. Okay, so number one on the list of things that you will only see at Food & Wine, and that is 20 different gourmet chefs from every single Disney park under one roof. And what this is, Jamie, is the party for the senses. So in addition to all of these chefs, they also have mixologists, multiple wineries, breweries. I don't think Hanson is there with their brewery, but how cool would that be, right, if they were to perform? And then they were like, hey, come try our brews. Um, But so... Maybe you can use some of the money that you're saving up from some money-saving tips to be able to go over and do this party because it's not cheap, but it is amazing. It is like foodie paradise. If you love food, this is an incredible way to go. Each party has a different theme, and it runs a number of different nights throughout the festival. The one that really stands out to me, though, that seems just so magical is the Disney Park Chef Party. Now, if you want to experience all the chefs at the Disney Park Chef Party, that's on October 21st. And if you wanted, and if you, you, you're just messing up, but this is the coolest part. You would have to travel to every single Disney park, every single Disney park around the world. I mean, all of them, California, Florida, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Tokyo, Paris. You would have to go to all of them to experience the chefs that you get in one event at Party for the Senses. You would have a ton of airline miles, but you'd be pretty darn broke. Wow. I'm so jealous. That's the 21st. The 21st. And I'm there the first week. I guess I'll just have to go again next year. But you know what? There you have it, Disney foodie fans. That's our top seven things you will only see at Food & Wine. Okay, well, a few you may see other times. I have seen some some polluthered folks, some some little... folks had a little too much drinking or they've been trying to do the Epcot pub crawl unsuccessfully because most people hit like four drinks in and then they're just like laying down in Italy usually so sometimes you uh sometimes that you will see those was we'll see that one other times of the year but Disney chefs from all over the world in one place that that you won't you won't see yeah. that and figment ears with chef hats yeah so definitely a lot of great things to see at food and wine and you can actually see some pictures of some cocktails on my Instagram at not so evil underscore Disney stepmom. And you can find me, Jamie, at Instagram <laughs> at Lilo <laughs> underscore the Lost Princess. And you can also read about our family's adventures at Food and Wine in my book, The Not So Evil Stepmother and the Most Magical Place on Earth, which is on Amazon. Or you can also contact me through Instagram for signed copies. Woohoo! I have my own. <laughs> ha! Ha! I'm a lucky duck. Well, thank you all again so much for joining us. We love you, Disney foodies. And don't forget to try everything. It's Disney Blues. Disney 
on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It was a fantastic romp. Lots of fun, lots of hugging, lots of memory, lots of Disney World, movies, and magic. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the very talented Michael Campion. Stopping in here this week, I am excited to sit down, binge watch with my family, my children, and more, watching season three, kicking off a Fuller House on Netflix. That's right, tomorrow, season three, the same day as the original 30th anniversary of the first Full House. I'd also like to extend a very special thank you to the D-Team. That's right, the D-Team stopping in here with their signature segments every single week, adding that magic, the memories, and so much more to bring this show to life for all of you D-Heads out there. Yes, Aaron, Alexa, Dominic, Mrs. Dominic, Nathan, Randy, Paige, Trisha, and Jamie all stopping in here this week with your signature segments. Remember, if you want to connect up with the D-Team, it's super easy. All you have to do is go to the Diz Radio website, go to the D-Team page, and contact everybody there right away. And finally, the most important, thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show. We are coming up on 200 shows here at Diz Radio, and that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for all of you D-Heads. You are the reason we continue to bring you the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, making that lifetime of magic just live on for you, your family, your loved ones, and more. So thank you, the D-Heads, for allowing us to bring this to you every single week. Now, next week, we are getting one step closer to our 7th annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. That's right, we are getting that much closer to our month-long celebration full of Halloween, spookiness, and all kinds of trick-or-treating fun. But we do have that one last week here in September. So before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Diz Radio Show. That's D-I-Z Radio, S-H-O-W. You can also join our D-Wire Disney discussion group as well on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our show. And if you need the magic instantly in your ears, I say it every week, but if you need it instantly, it's super easy. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio, and subscribe right there and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPhone, your Android, your tablet, the MP3 player of your choosing, you can listen to it right there instantly, right away, just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And if you can't remember any of these links, or if you just want to listen directly from the website, you can find all of it and more at DIZRadio.com. All right, all of you D-heads, with that said, it is out of the way. It is time to make more magic, make things happen, and next week we're going into a realm where that's all, folks. We're going to go into the realm with squeak squeak and squeakums speaking squirrel as well as losing our hand and being one of the last jedi i'm gonna leave it at that all of you d heads so until next week as i always say fall is here it is fun it is full of pumpkins leaves falling cooler weather and so much more go out spend time slow down 
and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. So until next week, all of you D-heads, head on out with your best friends, your family, your loved ones, your children, your siblings, and more, and make those memories happen. Until next week, all of you D-heads, have a fantastic weekend. When you're the best of friends Having so much fun together You're not even aware You're such a funny pair You're the best of friends Life's a happy game You could clown around forever Neither one of you sees Your natural boundaries Life's one happy game If only the world wouldn't get in the way If only people would just let you play They say you're both being fools You're breaking all the They can't understand The magic of your wonderland <laughs> When you're the best of friends Sharing all that you discover When these moments have passed Will that friendship last? Who can say There's a way, oh I hope, I hope it never ends Cause you're the best of Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.